Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Uh, like, chingona. Super, like, I mean, is it like Valley or something? <laughs> hey, what happened to the Valley girl? What happened to that voice? I don't know. <laughs> like, where did that go? I oh, wasn't no, alive bro. during that time. So I, I know, know, but <laughs> you seem smart. You drive a car that was from before your time. Well, you know, I kind of got a little bit of a brain, but sometimes I don't use it. <laughs> She's and she does impressions. Okay, you see that? Can we start the show, please? Please. <laughs> You're a melon. Good morning, listeners. It's the Mad Indian in the house. I'm your certified, qualified, savage, red-blooded American Indian Chumahan, and this is the Heart Love Show. Sitting across from me is Sean Lewis, certified audio professional engineer for the Heart Love Show. Right. And just saying a big shout-out to our big homie, Big Lux, who's at a pop-up. In Salt Lake City, Utah, where it's 23 degrees below bullshit. And, yeah, it's true. And, (laughs) right, vibes, cookies, and all the rest. Now, we have an amazing guest. Now, look it. I'm going to come into this. This is the Indian sitting next to you now on your ride to work or you're at work already and you're trying to zone out. So just zone out with me for a minute. So big pig Mike. Yes, sir. Shh, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the listener. It wasn't a question. Shh. <laughs> Stop laughing. This is not funny. So Mike sends me some information. Some very mysterious information during the week. And in fact, he put in a lot of work, right? Big Mike, now I'm asking you. Yes. Right? He did a pre-interview. He did a preliminary review. He downloaded some stuff off of people.com. I mean, he did all this stuff. Right? And he would, yes, it's a woman. Somehow, and she's laughing. But I'm not going to tell you who it is because I just want to tell you the anticipation that I had in my law practice. I'm sitting there. Someone's life is in my hands, and I got Big Big Mike, and he's making a list. She's this. She's that. She did this. She did that. She's over there. She did this. Then she did this, and then I die. And uh, I was like impressed. I was going to say, that sounds really impressive. What did they do? Shh, wait. Shh. <laughs> shh, we're not even there yet. That's how great it is. You're already talking. So then, right? I say, all right, that sounds fantastic. On sight unseen. Booker Mike. He's like, all right, I'll do that. So he goes. Now, 
Now I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, all right, well, let's see what happens. Now, this guest showed up. Maybe the first guest on the Hard Luck Show to show up to the show in style. <laughs> Am I wrong? I'm not wrong. She showed up. Why don't you tell us what the car exactly is? It's a Chevy? 1948 Chevrolet Fleetline. So this mystery guest shows up in a work of art with history. Right. Work of art with history. Now, you know it has history because what was in the grill? There are five bullet holes in the grill. And uh, I have a photograph of the vehicle before it was went under restoration. And it had a sixth hole in the driver's window or so the driver's windshield right something maybe out of the annals of history of organized crime right right how did you get it Um, wait don't answer that (laughs) so without further ado in style profile right we have ruby visiting us today How did you find that car, Ruby? Um, I I know some people. I know some people. I've actually been looking for a fleet line, specifically a fleet line, um, for at least the last seven, eight years. Um, and uh, I'll kind of back up a little bit on uh, how exactly um, came to manifestation. Um, Wait, the car? The car itself, yeah. How, why do you say it like that, manifestation? What, what, what do you say? Well, I mean, when you desire something, you have to picture it, right? You have to set it in the back of your mind and know that it's yours and be grateful knowing that it's already there. Did you do that with the fleet line? I did. I actually kept telling people, I'm going to have a green fleet line. I had red hair, bright red hair, engine red. Um... And uh, I was like, yeah, green and red are opposite on the color wheel. I used to be a cosmetologist, so it was natural for me to have something that was opposing, not have, you know, the same color pigments. You know, you, you need to have opposing. So uh, things pop. You know, yeah, it's just the law of color, literally the law of color. Right. Okay, hold on. So you're sitting there and you go, I'm going to get a fleet line. It's yeah. going to be green because my hair is red, yeah. right? And how does it manifest? So I was in a really bad car accident almost five years ago now, and uh, that car was totaled. I was disabled in that accident. Um, I was a hairdresser. I was working in West Hollywood, um, doing all sorts of really cool things, working with people like Katy Perry and all sorts of fun stuff. Katy Perry when Katy Perry was Katy Perry? (laughs) I mean, yes. Yes, very much so. Um, well, wait, before we go any further, what's it like to be the hairstylist or work with somebody like that? I actually was on set of her video. I wasn't a stylist for her, but they they had prior used my hairstyle on her for a cover girl um, shoot. And when I saw that, I manifested, I'm going to work with Katy Perry one day. Sure enough, I was cast as talent because um, I used to do, you know, background kind of stuff. And um, I was... They were looking for rockabilly people. And at the time, I was, you know, real rockabilly. Very rockabilly. rockabilly. Super rockabilly. 
And, um, you know, I uh, was cast for a role and uh, ended up being uh, one of the featured, you know, kind of behind her in several scenes, um, which was really cool. I think it bothered her a little bit. I don't know if it did or not. What you mean is she <laughs> saw it as you were trying to upstage her? Maybe based on the outfit that they put me in, they ended up changing my outfit the next day. Wait, what was, what were you wearing? What that you freaked out Katy Perry's people? They put me in like these, I don't know, seven, eight inch wedges that were like gold flaked and made out of like, I don't know, some type of polymer. I don't know what they make stuff out of. Who gives a shit what they're made out of? Let's just keep going with this outfit. Um, uh, they had me in these medias. I had sparkly thigh highs, you know, super sparkly. Um, and then this like little blue dress that poofed out. Right. Well, it was a silver dress, I think. And then a, a little blue leather jacket that was shiny. And they had like this big old neck piece and this super huge, cool, like futuristic eyeglasses and you know, I looked, I looked pretty cool. You know, I, I thought I looked pretty cute. You know, I actually twisted my ankle on site. And um, <laughs> so I was walking really slow in the, in the tacones, right? And had, <laughs> had, I was crawling over to Katy Perry, but I looked so fucking fly. And then Katy Perry's like, that bitch has to change her outfit. We ain't shooting another day if you dress her up like that. I can't work like that when you're trying to make me look bad. <laughs> Two, wait, 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 wait. All right, before we get to <laughs> when you, and then I had to do physical therapy on my ankle. Oh, that, that and that's where I met big Mike Angelo because he was learning <laughs> to walk again. And we were both sitting across from each other and holding each other's hand for strength and power. It wasn't like that. It was spiritual. It wasn't like that. All right, so hold on. Sorry. So go back. So wait, 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 wait. Okay, so you believe in manifesting. Yeah. You did a hair thing that somehow that became the style for Katy Perry. That manifested in, to you into some gold uh, chanclas or whatever <laughs> over at the thing. And then, okay, so you believe in the power of manifesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you have something in mind and you believe it, with all your heart, it puts a ripple out into the universe that allows it to come to fruition. What do you say to people that say that's magical thinking, not based in science? I'd say that there is a scientific law to it. And what would that be? The law of attraction. Right. But is that scientific? I think it is. By what means? Like, what are you, how, how, describe why that's a scientific law. Mm, okay, it's like uh, the law of gravity. Like, we feel it. How do we know that it's a law? You know, because somebody said it was? I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, no. I think it's a good question. And I think that Isaac Newton, right? I mm -hmm. believe mm -hmm. that he performed experiments to demonstrate it. Right. So he didn't just feel it and say it's a law. And I'm not saying that manifesting or the law of attraction is innocent. I'm asking you just how did you arrive at that? How did I come to that conclusion on my own? Yeah. Um, I guess from my own, my own practice, my own, you know, let me. So you, you did your own experiments yeah. and yeah. the shit worked. Yeah. Motherfucker, shit don't. All right. What do you say <laughs> to people? Why is that funny? Because <laughs> it doesn't work for everyone because not everyone has the purest intentions behind it. It's when you have like. What are you saying about me? I'm not saying about <laughs> you. Yeah, I just you... got done saying I couldn't do it. And you're like, well, <laughs> if you're fucked up and you're trying to fuck people over, 
You can't. Oh, I wasn't talking about you. <laughs> I mean, you want to categorize yourself. That's fine. <laughs> I didn't say you said it, but if the shoe fits, I'm not trying to. <laughs> oh, shit. It's funny. Diplomatic, you know, trying to be diplomatic. Look, here. man, you're all fucked up. I get it, but I can't help you. I got to get my back in my car. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Katie Perry trying to buy my car. Fucking in. All right. So I get it. So you got, so it's um, maybe a spiritual thing. I believe so. Right. I believe there's some spirituality to it. Right. And so in this power of manifestation, how did you manifest Big Big Mike? Oh, you know, we actually, um, we met through similar circles, you right. know. Um, I know a lot of people in the photography game and um, in the music scene and the production scene. And, um, you know, it was just Cross, crossing paths and then re-entered uh, recently actually I was just inviting people into a production that I had compiled um, and I was like I need to reach out to him like something called me to do so manifest and and I did I invited him on set to this video that I produced for a band um, and uh, maybe you've heard of the band it's a little band called Depeche Mode <laughs> hey man they're really cool <laughs> so sad that i didn't get to see the original group i saw the original group depeche mode i saw them in the um the enjoy the silence days oh, i went twice twice live because enjoy I the silence <laughs> that was great please <laughs> if that i swear to you please that does this that's gonna probably become a sound drop on the show now in perpetuity <laughs> like every time i'm talking too much like big luck's gonna push a button and be like enjoy the silence <laughs> motherfucker shut the fuck up there's other people in this world okay but you can't say shut up you gotta say chitta you gotta say what chitta chitta what's that my grandma used to say chitta oh uh, okay <laughs> Uh, yeah, my wife says Kaya to a motherfucker. Mm. That's what she said. Ooh, that works too. Yeah, it works good for me. I'm a freak like that. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, so going back to it, you manifested the thing, you had the thing, you did it, da, da, da. So you guys are in the same circles. Why recently did your circles touch again? I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I was just, you know, scrolling through and I, I was typing somebody else's name and he popped up and I was like, oh yeah, he takes really good pictures. Let me just, you know, I just invited you. I was inviting a flood of people, you know, right. and I, I believe in, in sometimes things being serendipitous, not coincidental. I don't really believe in coincidence. No such thing. I don't think so. I mean, some people can think that, but I, I don't. Right. Okay. So, so big, big, thank you. Some people think that, but I don't. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> the, you know what? I, we need to have you. I swear to God, I'm not even fucking around. We need to have you back a couple of more times. This is fucking hilarious. <laughs> so then what? So so how, she reached out to you, Big Big Mike, and you were like, yeah. how did it come to you that, oh, this would be a good guest for the hard luck show. Dot com. This, this is what Ruby's, what she's all about, what she's involved with. Um, she's very well versed and educated in the history of Los Angeles and actually we're cruising <clears throat> photography. I got to know her of all things one night we were hanging out at the offbeat mm. and we just met and just start watched her dance and, and then some guys Wait, were giving what? what she was dancing in the room by herself. She had the room whole to herself. And then uh, wait, 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 wait. slow down. <laughs> Sounds like a vibes going on right about now, right? Okay, well, you're at Club What? It's called the Offbeat Bar. What is the Offbeat Bar? Where is that? 
Offbeat is in Highland Park. It's mm -hmm. off of one of the main uh, streets. Is it Broadway? Uh, no, no, it's a, no, uh, it's off no. Of no, but I mean, York. describe it. Off I don't care where the fuck. So, so the the space is pretty like like dark wave, new wave type of vibe. Like it's red yeah. lights, and you know, you guys would totally love it, especially when my homegirl DJs. She has a whole setup there, um, and I think I was there supporting her. Uh, and a couple of other people. So it's like all oh, dark, dark wave. Darks, you know? Like, yeah. Like darks, you know? Right. That gothic stuff, but we don't say it's gothic, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> Alternative, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> okay, so so you're at the, why are you at the offbeat? Uh, I was there because of my boy Todd and Ilka, the couple who owns the bar. Used to DJ there for oh, them when they opened big up. Shot over here. And Look at um, this this mock come out, just hang out there. Just, he told me come out, go have some drinks with me. So I went out. It was like, what night? It was like a during the middle of the week. It's like a Tuesday or yeah. something. Yeah, they, yeah, just come out. And then it was on know, Wednesday. I was like, I'm I know Jose. Shit shout out to Jose Shutton. And, and, uh, Jose shutting it down. Uh, those guys hold it down. Yeah. Okay. And um, and Robert Risque too. Um, and seeing those guys and then seeing your friend DJ too. So I was like, oh, let me go check it out. And we right. had a good time. Spent like an hour and a half, two hours there and saw Ruby dancing. Hold on, hold on. Is it dark? Wait, where is it dark in there? Yeah, it's dark. It's bright. It's beautiful. Dark red, blacks. You got gold and black painted on the walls. Mm -hmm. And it's a like a optical illusion. My friend painted it. And you look at it and you see the color, sh the uh, image shift on you. Mm -hmm. And what's your, like, what, what's your drink? Like, what, and you're in this dark thing and the shit's shifting on you and you're <laughs> Michelangelo photographer. Like, what are you? What's your drink? You should go for a shot of Jameson just to start. Oh right, a two, 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 my good man. Yeah, a shot man. of Jameson. <laughs> I'll say, right, Governor? Or just do <laughs> just wet that whistle. <laughs> hey mate, I'll tell you right, I'll get a Jameson. Get a shot of Jameson, eh? Right. right All right. <laughs> so you over there with a Jameson? Yeah, just having shots with Todd Nuka. With um, Todd Nuka. <laughs> Todd Nuka. They're two crazy kids. Um, they're fun. They're fun. Dude. <laughs> I love him. Dude, you can't say that, bro. You can uh, with Todd what? Todd and Ilka. Oh, Inyoka. Ilka, Ilka. Ilka. Ah, All right. Well, it sounded like you said something else, That's right? right? It's, it's oh, my, Blue Eyes. It's my they kind of sound accent, crazy bro. to you, Inyoki? too. Inyoki. <laughs> oh, Blue Eyes. Did I, you hear I, that? I, uh, I did. I heard you say it. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, that's what it sounded like to say. That was crazy. All right. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Uh, so just... These guys were giving her a hard time. These two guys were giving her a hard time. They kept wait, wait, wait. You're dancing by yourself on the floor? Yes. Yeah. And what kind of dancing are you doing? Um, I used to be very expressive prior to my incident. Right. Um, and I'd go like from one end of the room all the way to the other and, you know, with my hands all over the place and just feeling the music. And, you know, it was spiritual for me. You know, dance is very right. spiritual. Like, are you like a gothic, like dancing, like pulling the cobwebs, pulling the cobwebs type dance? <laughs> or like, what are you? Definitely not the whole... You know, dance craze that just took over recently that these kids are doing. No, but are you like a gothy kind of like Rubenesque? I mean, I'd say it's Rubified. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I I don't know. I've always told people that music uh, is something that it's a way you can express yourself. And right. so like, you know, taking dance, you know, not just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to two step and just be here. It was like, oh, this is my song and I'm going to spin around and twirl around the whole room and like make people be like, what the heck? Is she part of the show? You know, it wait, wait, okay. Wait, 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 wait. All right. Now I think I understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dark web shadows and red lights and there's gold and its dimensions are shifting. And then there's this ruby, the jewel, and she's 
totally expressing herself before the incident, but expressing herself throughout the dance floor. And I'm using the whole space. Yes, absolutely. All right, now it makes sense why you're dancing alone. Like for a minute there, I was like, what do you mean she's dancing alone? But I get it. You're like yeah. fucking just all like, yes. okay. And then Vibes. is that- Right. I mean, <laughs> people, you basically cleared out the dance. <laughs> I don't think there was anybody there yet. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, Everybody was like, "Whoa!" Do you know? <laughs> you know that person who starts the pit? That was always me. So, oh. like, if the night was like young, I'd be like, "Let's get it going. Like, let me dance for the DJ and let him, you know, vibe off of me, you know, and play some good stuff." So. Yeah. So totally. then, so then, all right. So then, some guys were giving a hard time saying, "Like, what? What was their deal?" They're like, "Come here, come mm. dance over here." Oh, like that? Yeah, they were like seriously like, "What's up? Come here, do this." And like, I'm like, "Hey, dude," because like, I used to work the door too, and I hate that shit. I hate when people are rude. And it's like this guy was like, "Hey, come here, let me talk to you." And I'm like, "Hey, man," and you see, she was uncomfortable. Ruby heckling, was heckling, man. Heckling you don't is like the that. story of my life. You know? Really? Yeah. For some reason, people think it's okay to heckle a woman and pester her. It's like I'm clearly in my own space, clearly enjoying myself and my own company, sir. Right. right. right, right. <laughs> sir. You know, <laughs> right? This like, is the yeah. off the beat. Oh my gosh, right. what are you doing? No, and I don't think I even right. say anything. This I, is the off beat, not some skulky, skunky little bar downtown. You hound! <laughs> How dare you! How dare you look at me with your disgusting eyes? Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, and a good day to you. I mean. <laughs> There was there was definitely a look made. I think I just like you know scowled right. at them, and that's when and that's, that's when, I stepped when in. Hey, you say you're not tough. No, it you was it was a kind kind of gesture where he didn't even confront no. me. He just like confronted them. You know. No, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I I understand exactly what's <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Zierbuds. I understand exactly what's going on here. All I'm saying is is that we were just in a conversation with Big Pig Mike, and he was like, look. I'm not trying to be tough. I'm not trying to do anything, right? But if shit gets stupid, it's gonna get real, right? He said that. Did so, the, so did you seriously say that, <laughs> bro? What? <laughs> oh shit, man! This is gonna be the greatest sounding show of all time. So, so. <laughs> Don't make him pee in space. I'm man. This is about when Big Leg talks about the pockets with no holes. You cut the pockets. Cut the pockets out. Oh shit. Don't blame me, dude. In when you're out the other. No, no, no. It's an inside joke. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you can then the gravy leg, all this. That's a gravy. What? That's Lucky's. Gravy's disgusting. <laughs> yes, I'm a vegan. Well, you yes. have no idea how disgusting this gravy is. Oh my god, man. Ew. <laughs> oh my god. Stop. Make it stop. <laughs> so you are coming to the rescue. Yeah. And it, you saw that. It was chivalrous. Yeah. It was kind. You and, were chivalrous. You know? I mean, when you see a woman in distress and you're genuine about it, you know, it's taken well. And I definitely appreciated it. I don't even think we talked about it. It just happened and I continued dancing. And then I went to the bar and got my Shirley Temple and, you know, kept going because I drink water in Shirley Temple. I don't like to drink, you know, anything at a bar because it's... What about Jameson? 
<sighs> Gross. I would have gone for Jack Daniels personally. You know, back in the day when I did drink, I don't drink anymore. But right you know, I used to be a Jack girl. You know, I like to burn. Jameson's for weak sauce, like total weak sauce. Thanks. Oh, I could have told you that. that. Oh, I... um, he's not even tough. He said he doesn't want to be <laughs> tough. Unless it gets stupid, then it's going to get real. Totally. <laughs> You'll totally. never live that down. Total weak sauce. As this, this has gone into the Indian mind trap. I will bring <laughs> it up fuck? a thousand times. And, the, and old Blue Eyes is laughing because it happens to him all the time. It's usually something about the CIA, homeless, violent encounters, nunchucks or the hot dogs cooking hot dogs oh man that smells nasty you, he lost his shit when his wife tried to tell him how to cook a hot dog <laughs> right sean <laughs> isn't that right what happened no let's not talk yeah. about hot hold, dogs hold, hold on <laughs> right well how did it go dude please listen to this listen this is real he married loves life. to bring this up he loves to bring it because okay. because i was cooking a hot dog on a pan <laughs> And my wife is like, you just boil him. Oh, so I bro. threw it away and I got angry. <laughs> it wasn't like that. He just fucking. Uh, that, why do you do. That's why? the summary? No, that's no, the no. summary. He just likes to blow it up. No, 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 no. Look. He's. First of all, you got to understand the context of Old Blue Eyes. He's like the sort of like self taught chef extraordinaire, right? He's famous for being able to use a hot plate in Reno, like. Like it was the fucking <laughs> sand in a Reno hotel room. <laughs> Look at this! Table. It's like downtown Manhattan. <laughs> so, so breaking all kinds of codes. No, listen. He was like a real chef, chef guy, right? You know, putting cheese on the outside of bread, toasting it, and shit like that. This guy, this over here, right? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. The guy just made his own sauerkraut. What the fuck you want from me? Huh? Hey, I got some pretty good recipes up my sleeve. I'll share with you, Blue Eyes. Yeah, Blue Eyes. Oh. I mean, do, don't eat. Do, do, do you pickle your own cabbage? Oh, he yeah, does. He right. does. He's been married no. for 20 years. You better believe he's. <laughs> oh, pickling. bro, come on, you guys. Like, I'm like the like. <laughs> you the what? I gotta hear this. <laughs> I'm a bit of a prude, <laughs> in spite of what I look like. <laughs> so some of these jokes, I'm like, why? Why are you going there? Like, <laughs> I'm literally talking about purple cabbage and vinegar. You know. No, so. me too. <laughs> Bro, no, he's, he's been married. He's, he's been married for twenty years. It is purple and vinegar right now. I can't, I can't. Hearing the story about him pickling, like doing your sauerkraut, and how he got decimated <laughs> by it, like you had to fail on your sauerkraut or something. Yeah, like, yeah. Did yeah. you get sick? No, no, no. no I just no. put way too much salt. In you put too much salt. Oh, and that I, uh, I got a story about I salt. Felt bad. Yeah, I felt hold bad. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, let's try okay. to get this thing back on track. We got way off. Sauerkraut. All right, so. <clears throat> So, hi. Hey. Thank you. So She's like, what did I get myself into? She's like, what show is what this? What the fuck is going the on? Is I should have watched an episode before. I thought it was about uh, me. Yeah. All right. <laughs> He's like, I'm bringing in a guest. And then I'm like, I've, I haven't even barely gotten past you You defending her against some crazy louts <laughs> while you're twirling louts. on the dance floor. It's very romantic. And he was very... Shiver, shiverous. So, yes, sir. So, right? How does it go from look? I didn't like. I just that's who I am as Big Pig Mike. I just if I see a, a woman getting hassled, I'll just stand. I'm not trying to get anything out of it. 
right? How do you go from pure intentions, right, to eventually like, all right, she's going to be a good guest? Just started up following her IG, but she told me one thing back into the offbeat part that I remembered, and it was so loud in there. <laughs> not so, ah, she, yes. Not this what yes. she did. It was a trip. I never experienced it in my life. And she came up to me, and she goes, I know it's loud in there. She goes, it's better that you can hear somebody when you push the inside of their ear and you talk to them. He the freaked out. Through your skeleton <laughs> and you can hear them. And, I'm like, and, I, and she did. I'm like, what the? He was like, what, what are you doing? Uh, like, and I was I, like, wait, hold on. Like, let me press your ear. Right there, <laughs> you know? And she goes, can you hear me now? I'm like, yeah. Clears the bell. Yeah. So, so it's like... <laughs> That like after that, I was like, Wait, who are you? Wait, <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you do with your finger? You so like so, so you're in a club, it's real loud, and you're trying to talk. Then what do you do? You just press on you somebody. press on somebody's like this little I don't know what it's called this little flappy outside the ear, and you you press it as hard as you can, and you feel that kind of suction. You know, you can feel the difference. The pressure kind of changes, and then you you can speak at a normal tone of voice. You know, you don't have to shout. You know, because I'm a vocalist, and as a vocalist, you do everything to preserve your voice. Of course. And so wait, hold on, hold on, wait. So you've never met this woman before. No. She sticks her hand on your ear, (laughs) and then. You tripped out. See, when I said, like, you know, how does it go from this to this? And you're like, she said something that I'll never forget. And I was like, I was like, I thought it was going to be like a quote of the day. But you're like, she said you could hear somebody much better if you stick the finger in the ear. <laughs> That's, and I'll never forget that. And she did it. And that was like, well, that freaked me out, man. I was like, yo, you're right. And it's just like, you do it and go in the loud area and you go, hey, can you do it? Can you hear me now? The vibrations from your skeleton, your bones, it echoes through it, man. It's like sonar, dude. Okay, so then after you so learned about sonar, <laughs> don't start. After you learned about sonar, yeah, people, the dolphins too. Can you do a dolphin call? No, I'm not gonna do that. I do a lot of stuff. I don't do that. I'm no, I never joke about dolphins. They're serious shit. All right, so then you go. So then you go, wait, so, so, but then you're like, she might be a great guest. How's that happen? Um, just see what Ruby does on her IG. What does she do? Um, cars. And she was gathering people to go for cruising on Whittier Boulevard and making that happen and be around people. Just start. I started shooting cars and just being in the element and the whole vibe of it because it's got a rebirth of it. Yeah. And so, you know, it got shut down for a long time. And I remember walking down Whittier by uh, the Huggy Boy Theater. And I was like, it says no cruising. I mean, they got signs everywhere. Like, you'll get ticketed or your car will get taken away Mm -hmm. if you're caught cruising. Mm -hmm. And it's cool to see that rebirth happen because it's such an immense culture of Los Angeles and its people on the east side, too. Mm -hmm. And it has an adverse effect. I mean, cruising started in Van Nuys. And then it trickled all the way through. I got to stop you there. Uh, yeah, I do too because 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 a Michelangelo story has no ends. I'm gonna stop it right there for a second. <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting, but I'm just saying the history that you put up, and the information you put up of people gathering. A lot of people weren't doing that. A lot, right. of, a lot of people were. It's about me. Right. I get that, and it's cool, and you know the big picture. But now, you see what she's doing. You like it, right? So then you message her. 
How do we do this? We, I, we slide into your DMs. I, I just messaged you with the information yeah. where we were gathering because I needed photographers on site. Right. Essentially, ah. I, I had, you know, hired the uh, videographer and I was like, okay, well, he's going to be busy taking video. He's not going to be able to do stills. Mm -hmm. So let me get a couple of people that are in the industry that are familiar in this the car scene essentially you can't just hire like a portrait photographer to take pictures of cars they have no idea you know you have not to, the same thing not at all you know right. so okay. i i had him and, and a, a really young photographer she's like 16 um and i think another person came out um so jessica she goes by jazzy, jazzy, OG. jazzy. so jazzy, jazzy. Yeah. so yes, yes. <laughs> thank you so so then uh now that we're here mm -hmm. what out of all the things you learned about ruby like what is the one that you think our listeners need to hear she has the tales of the east side and car culture and they need to know more of it okay stop give us now right <clears throat> donia ruby <laughs> she knows i know I'm married to guatemala and that's why okay <clears throat> <laughs> by the way i love your earrings that's thank you what is that it's like an aztec mashika, pura mashika. yeah i have the the calendario uh-huh on both my ears and my my wrist here. right Got some toy coins there too, you know. Okay. Long bit, long bit. I don't know why you go into the East Coast thing when you talk about <laughs> la gente, but okay. So, but <laughs> talking about the joyeria, you know uh -huh, what I mean? Uh -huh. Long bit, long bit. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. Do you have an agent? I don't know. Okay, all right. Just go through me. I'm the Indian. Go through me. If you want to be an agent, we can work something out. All right, here we go. <laughs> so, um, give us a tale. Ah, tales of the ruby. Um, so, <laughs> uh, all right. Um, my parents are both from East Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, they're both from Boyle Heights. I have to correct myself. Um, and when I was little, my dad used to have these encyclopedias before the interwebs was popular. Um, I was born in the 90s, and uh, we lived in Boyle Heights during the height of the riots and um, right. I was always really inquisitive with books you know and from two three years old I was reading books you know attempting to read was I really reading I don't know but I was learning uh, from pictures and um, learned all about vehicles from the 1920s through the 70s essentially this you know series of books had catalogs from Ford Chevy GM you know um, and I learned all these cars, you know, year, make, and model. Now, i got to backtrack a little bit. My grandfather and my dad um, both were working in the tire industry. Yantas. They, they were yanteros. They Yantero. had, they had a, a shop that my dad opened up um, when he graduated high school. But prior to that, they were doing a lot of um, the swap meets. Can I stop you right there real quick? Because... Yeah. <clears throat> How does the tire game really work, man? I go to, I see these tire shops. So I see the new ones. I kind of get that because you're like, well, I got to buy new ones. But then I see the other, the Yantarias, right? Mm -hmm. And they're yellow. 
How does somebody take used tires and make money? How does that really work? Here it goes. So when people do go to get new tires and maybe their tires still have tread on them, the tread is cut off and put onto another tire. Holy shit. Did you know that, old blue eyes? Yeah. All right. Repurpose, recycled. No, I, I get know? it. I get it. But I'm just saying a lot of people don't really know that. Mm -hmm. So that's so that's how the, there's so there's a retail profit realized from selling the refurbished or the more newer looking one. But it's coming from these others uh, for the majority. You know, you can sometimes find tires that are already in good condition that, you know, don't have, you know. But like how much can you get the tires for and then resell them at? the like what are you realizing like 300 percent profit or well you figure somebody's purchasing a set of new tires right yeah um and they're like well what do i do with the old ones you go well i'll dump them for you right so they take those those are free it's free you know and then you sell them for 25 bucks there you go 25 bucks a pair you got four you got a set of wheels for 100 bucks on your car and you're good to go dude we should tell that to king salmon dude straighten that dude right out <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I got to know that. Why does that make you laugh? Because King Salmon gave old Blue Eyes career advice. He's like, dude, have you thought about subscriptions? <laughs> like, dude, you get like, what, what, 1,000? What's that? Like 5,000? Dude, a year you'd be making 80,000 a year. And That's like, none of it made sense. That's what he's talking about. Like yeah. <laughs> Wait. That's a whole other subject. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I thought we should tell. King Salmon, like, this is how you come up on tires, bro. They're free. Zero down. All right. <laughs> so then, right, so, okay. But give us a tale of low riding. Something, a story. Yeah, so my dad would take me down the boulevard, um, little, little. My my sister wasn't really interested in going on a drive with my dad. It was always me. And I'm going to go. You know, um, and uh, he'd quiz me on the cars and be like, what is that? And I'd freak out, like I'd get into a panic sweat and be like, uh, uh, it's a Chevy. And he's like, all right, all right, but what year? Uh, it's 72. Okay, but what model? Uh, uh. He's like, come on, you know this. And I'd be like, ah. And then he'd tell me and I'm like, ah, you know, just <laughs> break down into tears because, you know, I didn't get the model right. But So um, there was a lot of emphasis on knowing automobiles oh i had to yeah i mean dude not... that's so crazy are you telling are you bullshitting me you're no. telling me your dad i mean that's better training than like cops get for identifying vehicles so um my father did go to the academy um the police academy mm -hmm. um but uh as far as like you know myself i have like a photographic memory so it's really good at like, you know, spot it, see it. That's what it is. Okay. So, and did he have a car that he cruised? He did. He actually cruised with his cousin, with his adopted brother, you know, and different carts. He told me all of them, but I, you know, I had memory loss in my incident. So I'm assuming that's in the memory loss bank because uh, I don't really remember. So wait, wait, wait. You got a photographic memory, but something happened. So there's a piece missing. A little bit. A little okay. bit. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> so, um... Just, my detailed. dad himself, he actually had a 66 Mustang that he bought and sold thrice. He lost it twice, bought it back a third time. And after he sold it again, he couldn't find it again. But it was a black 66 Mustang that he was in love with. He bought the same car and sold it three times? Yeah, he bought it, sold it, bought it, sold it, bought it, 
sold it and then couldn't get it again. Man, that's like stocks. I, I mean, it is. You're, he's buying it and selling it. Sell. The, the price is obviously fluctuating at different times, and the guy he's buying it for a thing. I probably bet you he made a profit every time he sold it. Oh come on! I think it feels more like a pawn shop. What do you mean? Like, like he runs out of money and then he sells it. Oh. And he's like, fuck, I want that car back. Is that what it was? Was like your dad out doing it no, at a pawn shop? No, it was like my mom was pregnant with my sister and like she was like, ah, oh, the fumes. And then, I love you, mom. She passed away. Um, so, you know, the, well, she's she's here with us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I believe my ancestors are with me always. So, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. that's what we say on the reservation. <laughs> the ancestors are with us. Fuck you, white man. <laughs> <laughs> I do that every once in a while. Sorry, I just around. <laughs> no, he's not white. Look at him. He's a he's he's a. They call him a British Indian. He's from the. They call him the albino tribe. Hey, come down. He spent too much time in Alaska and there's no sun. That's what happened to you. I say go down by my Diné friends. Get some sun. <laughs> look like a real Indian. You look crazy right now. Uh, <laughs> you could probably borrow money from a bank. There, okay, sorry. <laughs> You're making Mike snort, man. <laughs> yeah, well, the hound. We call him the hound around here. Oh, oh yeah, the big sniffer. That's what we call him. Oh, is that why you call him Big Pig? Because he's in the snort. <laughs> no, no, no. He's called Big Pig because of. I mean, I don't know, but I you mean, said I, something about a tripod down there. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, you physically like hold the camera against your body and you become the tripod. See, he's already getting into your head. No, that's how <laughs> that's how that's how the scat man. Big pig Mike gets into your All head. Right, right, telling right. you, Shift gears here. Let's, really? Let's right. Downshift. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, what did I just stumble upon right now? <laughs> a little bit of getting uncomfortable, you know? Why? Mike, were you getting uncomfortable? No. No, but I mentioned earlier I'm a bit of a prude, so, you know. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so you're very platonic, right? Everything's prudish. Yeah. Prudish and platonic. Yeah. All right. I don't look like it, but I am. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Make a man wait. <laughs> Abstain. Really? That's why I don't have children. I'm not on birth control. No, but I mean... What about marriage? Oh, I hope to one day have a man decide that he wants me forever and propose, and then you know we'll get married. But you know, not not many people think that way anymore. So only only chivalrous men think about that. I think only spiritual men think that way. A man that would rescue a woman on a dance floor, right? That would confront other men, <laughs> your face, Mike. and defend her honor, because. These evildoers had besmirched Why the I name a... <laughs> of this fine young maiden. <laughs> they shall not besmirch you at all. Okay. So, get your meat hooks off her. <laughs> Biff, Biff, you are my density. Nah, those dudes were whack, man. What? Those guys were whack. Right. Of course they, they were. were. Foul as fuck. Of course. I don't like that. I grew up with, you know, my tias and my sisters. And exactly. I was about I to say, it has to be a sister dude, thing. I'd seen a bunch of dudes act foul and yep. fucking check them on it. And there's been incidents. And 
There's been <laughs> not nah, for real, bro. There's been some serious shit. I don't want to talk about. Dude, it. you never just come out with the meats, bro. You always code. Okay. You always go like right, this. You always go. There's just been put it some. This way. There's been no, no. no I'm just don't glad wait. it didn't cut, man. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> there's been some incidents. <laughs> it's like never like yeah. Well, he used my full name, and I was like, dude, you don't even have the right to use my middle name. And then he said, just embrace it. And I was like, okay. He <laughs> got crazy. Almost went off. On the subject of middle names, my mother named me after Mariah Carey. Really? Mariah? My middle name is Mariah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, uh, okay, so we got that. (laughs) What's the next most uh, important thing? You had five down there from her history or whatever. What else? Found out Ruby was a singer. A compa singer, and also when she when we're speaking on the phone, she put, you know put the video together, and I thought like whoa she's coordinating everybody on the shoot and she was doing it on the fly at that day when we met again, and it was beyond impressive of like in the middle of traffic directing all these cars in the middle of rush hour on Whittier Boulevard. I go she's badass. I go that's a leader right there. Friday afternoon. It was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, traffic's crazy. No, no doubt. But just the fact that she took charge of that situation and she handled it with grace. And everything that was coming out of everybody at one time, like, not too many people can do that. Right. Maintain their cool. Yeah, man. She was like, you know, I talked to her five seconds, like, oh, I'm going to go here. I'm like, all right, bet. And I'm standing in the middle of the street <laughs> taking shots of the cars and she's just putting everybody around. And it's like, all right, you guys are going to go this way. And there's more than, what, 10 cars at the time in the middle of traffic. So I was like, not so many cats can do that. It was like a director at the symphony. That was badass, yeah. man. It was, yeah. it was That's awesome. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Awesome. Or, or <clears throat> uh, George Patton in that movie when the tanks mm-hmm. started redirecting everything in the mud. And just knowing her story about her father and, you know, where they aren't dead, just dealing with tires and just, you don't hear that from a woman's perspective at all. Like, you know, this is what I've learned. Usually it's like, yeah, oh, yeah, dresses and all that. But when she's talking about cars and she's super knowledgeable about the history of her car and cars and such, not too many women can speak on that at all. Right. I would think that for you, that would give you a lot of suitors, especially in the cultura, because you know so much about the history, the roots. I mean, you live it. So, I mean, what the fuck, right? You'd be surprised. People are pretty, I'd say men. but Go ahead, say it. This is a real show. Pretty intimidated by a woman who knows a lot about something, a subject matter. You know, I've met guys who are like, oh, yeah, I want a car one day. And I'm like, oh, cool. Like, what do you want? Uh, You know, like a Nuva. And I'm like, okay. Like, I'm not into muscle cars. I'm really not. You know, I'm not into the the Americana, you know, put in a big motor and vroom, vroom. Like, go ahead. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Why? Wait, 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 wait. As you're doing that, somehow you're channeling Rachel Sterling's crazy voice that she does when she's like, okay, I know, like, I like that. Remember that? Why do all funny women, women of comedy, which I'm going to place you in that category. Thank you. All right. And they always, when they do the mocking voice <laughs> it's that woman's voice like oh my god i read a fat guy's face there i'm gonna fucking juice her up my fucking butt oh my god like why is that i mean when you hear something annoying yeah 
You, you know? do that voice. I mean, yeah. I mean, and when it's a, when it's a guy who's ignorant, it's like, <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. I mean, I I'm a cool guy. You know, I'm thug life. You know, whatever, man. It's the same voice but lower. Yeah, exactly. Oh shit. <laughs> you you got to be in character. <laughs> right, right. Uh, <laughs> I did a lot of reading with books, and I changed the voices for each character. And my teachers would be like, "Oh, you're gonna read," and I'm like, "Okay." You know, got super excited about Dude, it. Dude, would you do voices for the show? I would love to, sure. Can you do imitations? Do you do any? <laughs> I could try. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> My face, I'm so I expressive. Be, I was trying to be respectful, but then I was like, you're like, I could try. Who is that? Is that, were you doing an imitation? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was just being goofy. No, no, no. It's not that I missed the imitation. Like that was Cher, maybe? Oh, it was no. a little Cherish, wasn't it? No. Cherish, like, um... oh, man, I don't want to butcher Cher. <laughs> Wait, what? Just do it, man. It's a hard luck exclusive. Just we have a guest it. that doesn't want to butcher Cher. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> so, all right. So, um, but yeah, you do do a lot of voices. Like, even in this interview, I've noticed you've gone into like five different registers. <laughs> So when I was younger, I lived in this apartment complex next to another apartment next to another <laughs> complex um, in Koreatown. Right. And there was like a whole bunch of artists that lived in this neighborhood, mm -hmm. and the the buildings were used for commercials, et cetera, whatever. And so this one gal, she heard me talk one time, and we were having conversations. We became acquaintances, kind of close. And uh, she's like, "I think you have like all these past lives." Like this, I mean, sorry, widow, but you know, <laughs> she was she was this you know blue eyed, blonde hair, you know, super mystic, and I'm gonna burn everything, you know. And she was like, I lived like this really hard life, and you know, I think that like you oh, had. Oh, that's fucked up. Like, I'm gonna tell her. <laughs> I think you've had these like past lives, and like. They're all within you. And so when you speak, they all come out. Sorry, Will. But like really, truly, it was, <laughs> really, That's truly, it was, you know. That's the years so much. Sorry, Sorry Will. That's going to be like another drop. I can't wait to tell Big Lux about this. I'm be like, dude, you should have been there, homie. I know you got to do this stuff with cookies and burning and God bless vibes and all that good stuff, you know, pop up, right? But... Honestly, homie, I wish you were here. This is like maybe the greatest night of all time. All right, so <laughs> you're welcome. Right. Um, so tell me something. All right. Now this is the part of the show where we go into like rapid fire questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Tell me your favorite color. <laughs> rapid fire and it goes slow. Um teal is one of my favorite colors. Okay. That Religious or spiritual? Spiritual. I don't believe in religion. Potato chip, corn chip. <laughs> <sighs> I mean, potato chips are greasy. I don't know. I don't really do chips, but I'd go for corn even though I'm allergic to it. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. So, so all right. <clears throat> uh, what is something that you were planning on not sharing on this podcast. I was not planning on sharing anything about uh, what I recently just went through, this whole legal ordeal that's been holding me back for the last five years. Are you ready to let that go, girl? Oh, yes. 
Are you ready to get it off your chest? Yeah. Because I'm an attorney. Okay. So if you want to talk about the legal ordeal, yeah, we can. Yeah. Are you? you, I mean, we can talk about it after too. You know, because it's pretty involved. Right, but just—is it ongoing? Uh, it's mm, so we're approaching settlement. There are some things kind of like said today that may have led it to settle, but really not happy with the way that my. I feel like I was strong-armed by the attorney, um, who's also Caucasian, and I feel like that's why he's Sorry, strong-armed well. me. That's um, fucked up. I'm going to tell him. And I, I hope he hears it. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, well. I believe that that creator will have vengeance. You know, for people who who have been wronged. Yeah, this legal ordeal. Yeah. And you were strong-armed, mm-hmm. which it's starting to sound like the shape of. You were on the plaintiff's side. Mm-hmm. And the attorney didn't want to do any work and just wanted to cash in and mm-hmm. was tired of it, mm-hmm. wanted his cut. Mm-hmm. Disgusting. <laughs> Ovando Bowen, LLP. We make legal issues real. We wear braids to court, let the tomahawks fly. The best legal representation that money can buy. So, <clears throat> I don't know, Sean, we've got at it at a point where we there's a big story and you still other ones. Do we want to cut it off here and you start that music and then we can tell everyone where they can go to find her car or whatever she wants to do? I mean, what do you are we at that sure, time? We could do that. Are, aren't we at that time? We are, yeah. Okay. We are at that time. Well, Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds, you've heard just the first installment of one of the greatest guests of all time. Probably going to come back. Definitely a whole galaxy of sound drops from your <laughs> amazing interview. Where can people go to support what you're doing, learn more about you? Uh, I have uh, music uh, that's on every platform. You can search Ruby Woo 13, one word, R-U-B-Y-W-O-O-1-3. That's me. Um, I'm on Instagram. I have a TikTok that I'm not really active with. I'd like to. That's a whole other story. But I have a, um, you know, music on iTunes, Spotify. Uh, you could use it on Instagram. You know, um, so YouTube. Um, and I'm going to be releasing some some new videos on YouTube soon. So. So Ruby. Ruby Woo. Woo thirteen. That's right. All right. Thank you very much. It's been a for pleasure. Coming here. Big Pig Mike. Yes, sir. A genius production once again. Thank you. And where can people go to see DJ Primitive? <laughs> you can check it out. I'm at Mike Angelo Photography. Also, we're doing Channel of the Sun coming up in May. Check us out. Definitely find our channel the sun.com and that mm, festival. That's what we're definitely doing coming in May. Mm. <laughs> The what festival? Mmm, festival. It's just four M's? That's it. Isn't that the company that makes tape or whatever? I don't know. We're going to test that. Oh, that's three M's. What about about Campbell's? Yeah, what about Campbell's Soup? What are you doing with that? Mm -mm. Not a goddamn thing. (laughs) That's four M's too, right? Mm -mm. Mm -mm Mm-mm. Good. If I say mm good, that's (laughs) a whole number. Mm-mm good. Oh, dang, Jingles. (laughs) (laughs) Got Jingles. (laughs) That was some language I'd never heard before. That was an exchange Sean between... Sean at Media <laughs> for all your audio and podcasting needs. Don't forget to hit us up at www. 
Hardlookshow.com. Right. Vibes, papers. Vibes, papers, cookies. Pulpo beard oil. Pulpo beard Pulpo. oil. Hey, look. Shout out to Estevan Oriel and all the soul assassins. And Instagram Jesus. Instagram Jesus. Raul. Raul. Supermax Hardware. Calco. That's right. Supermax. Don't forget, the capsule is dropping. <laughs> the capsule is dropping in the next season. Next Word season's up. capsule. Next. On the way. Seasonal capsule will be dropping. So. On the next season. Right? Also, too, shout out Big Lux in Utah, y'all. Yes. He's over there dealing with that Mormon gold. And like we do about this time. Hasta la vista, amigos. This is from Los Angeles.